Warning! This podcast is different from other podcasts. These episodes contain dangerous choices, perilous tangents, and unwavering silliness. The choices made on this podcast may lead to success or disaster. But remember, you are responsible because you choose to listen. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it did not fuck us. It, this, yeah, like, that horse was way beyond our league. That's right. Yeah, it's a pitcher play. It's like a pitcher really. Play. We got punished for lusting after a horse, which everyone knows is kind of a sin. Our parents told us about horses like this. Horny was prohibited, but we we went out and we did horny. We did horny. Horny was prohibited. The Chris story. <laughs> Has horny ever been a success criteria for these books? I don't think. I think it's aimed at a different group. Yeah, we need to find those CYOAs. Well, they're on the internet and they're bad. Yeah, they exist. I mean, if you <laughs> want to start going in a weird direction, we could take this into Booze Your Own Adventure Nights territory. <laughs> I just I just don't know how explicitly I want to talk about fucking uh, with, my, with my butts. It might be funny to bleep out all of the gross fuck words and just have a podcast that's mostly bleep with uh, vague digressions. Yeah, and just the occasional, ugh, why are we doing this? Yeah, amidst yeah. all the bleeping. You guys ever wonder if like Will Schwartz just lost his mind and went to an orgy? <laughs> so it, that that'll be a weird one because that is definitely somebody's thing. Hearing people reluctantly talk about other people fucking is like definitely somebody's thing. Uh, that's weird. Our pa- our Patreon seems to have jumped up by eight hundred dollars a month. It's a real uptick. They just say do another fuck book. You, which you is, guys are huh. you guys are describing my dad wrote a porno, an extremely popular podcast. Is okay. I have, no, I have no experience with this podcast. Welcome to Booze Your Own Adventure, a podcast where three grown-ups try and beat a children's game. I'm Ian. I'm Chris. Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we are getting all of our spiders and cobwebs and, and spooky monsters out of our system early because we are reading uh, Dungeons and Dragons Endless Quest Escape from Castle Ravenloft by Matt Forbeck. In which you are the cleric. So Now, this is a vampire-themed one, because like Ravenloft is the spooky gothic horror thing, and we've already mm. had to scrap at least two vampire-themed episodes, because at least one of them was because just the whole episode descended into Buffy chat, and we had nothing salvageable about oh, it. Oh, fuck. We have thrown away two vampire-themed episodes. Yeah, no, we absolutely must stay away from the siren call of Buffy chat. Oh, God, I want to talk about it so bad. What about angel chat? Uh, I just started watching uh, that Dracula by the guy who did the Sherlock. Oh, I watched that. Yeah, yeah. Guys, this is just as bad. This is just as yeah. bad. Fuck, 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 fuck. Do you have an amusing anecdote? Uh, I didn't I didn't like it very much. That's not an anecdote. I was also kind of disappointed by it. I thought it was going to be a lot better than it was. Yeah, it, it wasn't very... I didn't care for it. I, the characters were flat and boring. It was, it was kind of lame. Yeah. yeah. No. I feel like it's out of my system now. Cool. All right, cool. Well, we're just going to have a really successful episode. Yeah, I feel I feel a lot better. I love reading Endless Quest books because I feel like every time I read it, I'm connected to the mind of Matt Forbeck. Oh my God, yeah. And th- what greater high is there than just being in the Guys, the Forbeck presence? chat is just as bad as Buffy chat. <laughs> my God, what can we talk about, Chris? Uh... Uh, I'll say this, okay? We're the cleric. 
Last time we were a cleric, we didn't cast one fucking spell right. No, nah, okay? we got seasick and then died from a constitution check. I mean, all our options were like, should you run or should you fight? None of them were like, should you heal your partners while they fight? So what the fuck? Map Forback has ever played D&D? Right. Yeah. Maybe not. Remember we looked at his extensive library of writings. It seems like he just goes where the, where the, where the script takes him. Anyways, shall we, shall we jump into the spooky D&D book? I want it so bad. Mark, will you please whisk us away into the world of mystery and intrigue? Halt, adventurer, and read these words before you proceed. Yes. You are about to embark on a journey to where only you could possibly say. I'll tell you, it's Castle Ravenloft. It's in the title of the book. Okay, good, because I forgot to front load a bunch of guesses. <laughs> this is not a journey for those who prefer to sit back and let others make the tricky decisions. This is a journey for mm. a leader, a true hero. I am definitely one who prepares to sit back and let others make the tricky decisions. <laughs> I think if three of us try and make them yeah. together, yeah, we'll be fine. I typically well, have like a hoagie on deck, <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. maybe like a nice soda. The secret to winning is preparing to let others make decisions. Yeah, yeah. One who is not afraid to face off against vampires, stand against zombies, or battle with werewolves. Now, battle with werewolves. Do we think that means, like, alongside werewolves? Yeah, same team, for sure, right? No, no, no. It's it's werewolves being wielded as weapons. You've got a werewolf by the the hind haunches, and you're slamming it into zombies. Right, right. The right to wear arms. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Werewolf trebuchet. That's all I got. I don't know. I mean, technically, any trebuchet isn't anything trebuchet. Werewolf trebuchet. Spooky. Scary. Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. Uh, Wolves becoming ammunition. Yeah. If this doesn't sound like you, turn back now and forget you ever came this way. But if this whiff of adventure has wet your appetite. Wet your appetite. Whiff and wet. Then forward with you, my friend, and good luck. That's how I know I'm ready, is when it gets to that part where it talks about whiffing and wetting. Mm Mm-hmm. You wake in a large four-poster bed in a musty room that smells of cold stone and ancient death. Probably not cold stone creamery, but maybe. (laughs) Could be. Cold stone. Capital C, capital S. As you look out a wide window, you witness the last glow of the setting sun, muffled behind thick clouds as it fades away, leaving darkness to take the sky. That is such a good paragraph. This is Matt Forbeck at his finest. I cannot wait to see him spread his wings and fly. His bat wings. His bat wings! Well, a book we a book we also had to scrap. Fuck, Batwing. Yeah. Oh, Batwing Hall. No, we, that one came out, dude. Oh, because we didn't do any Buffy chat. Yeah, because we didn't do any Buffy chat. Where are you, and how did you get here? The last you remember, you were leaving the town of Daggerford after presiding over evening services as a cleric of Tear, the God of Justice. Part of an outreach effort you've been making from your nearby home of Waterdeep. <laughs> so, you, you know, you play basketball with halflings. It's uh, it's really wait, part, stuff. Of, part of a cleric's job is actually like youth pastoring. Yeah. I, and do, do those huh. clerics get the same like XP and level up bonuses as they go? Or do they, do they get other things? <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a level 20 youth pastor <laughs> or youth cleric of tier. Yeah. You're just really good at defending your church when hooligans come in and vandalize it. Well, he's double-classed, is that the term, as a bard, because he plays all that acoustic guitar. As you'd set out on the road, a thick fog enveloped you, making it almost impossible to see past your horse's nose. Also, your horse has a giant nose, and it's a real hindrance. Yeah, it's like 60 feet, but it's still not good visibility. <laughs> it's a regular-sized horse with a 60-foot nose. Welcome to D&D, where anything's possible. <laughs> it just drags it behind it, mm-hmm. stepping on its nose all the time. I, 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 do, I used a wish for this! Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's why, you, that's why it's not game-breaking that you're a level 20 cleric. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've prepared nothing but prestidigitation. 
Oh, wait till we get to the climbing. My horse is coming. He can climb with his nose. I'll just use his my horse's nose as a rope, and I'll, I'll I'll throw it to the top and anchor it somewhere and climb up my horse's nose. I just as look as as your DM and also as your friend, I just how do you navigate the world, man? How do you how do you just get here every time? Got to be mindful of the nose dragging on the ground. Follow your nose. Follow the horse's nose. You stopped as you pondered your predicament, and that's when you saw a pair of glowing red eyes emerge from the shrouding blackness, which is always a good sign. You sit up in the bed, throwing off the sheer black sheets and thick blankets. Luckily, you're not strapped down like some kind of weird S&M thing. Yeah. Also, you're fully clothed, although in an old-fashioned and high-colored outfit you don't recognize. And your dick's all the way out. Like, you were totally naked at some point. This is a role-playing game. Yeah, no, I, I think sheer black sheets is definitely like a, uh, that's a BDSM thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your armor and weapons are missing, but you have a nice little collar around your neck. Ugh, you'd have, to, you'd have to wash those sheets like every time you even thought about sitting on them. Hey, guys, I was kind of right. Your hand goes to your throat and you find you're still wearing your necklace. A choker with one of those crosses, a Celtic cross on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It bears the holy symbol of your chosen god, who again, in case you forgot, is Tyr. Uh, twice on a page. Your breath catches in your chest, though, when you realize that you're not alone. You're with Tyr, who's with you always and watches over your travels. One set of footprints, but... <laughs> but it's bat feet. Bat feet. <laughs> Whatever those look like. A haughty man with jet black hair and pale white skin, tinged with blue, steps out from the shadows. It's not what I would consider a hottie, but okay. Yeah, I have this thing tinged with blue steps. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> He's dressed in an exquisite black cloak, lined with crimson silk, layered over a pristine white shirt and coal black pants. Oh, the dapper fellow. He's not breathing. Weird. You administer CPR. Yeah, <laughs> you ask him if he's choking. Uh, he's tinged blue, so... <laughs> yeah, he needs CPR now. How, yeah. how long do you think it would take for you to recognize if someone walked up to you and started a conversation and just like wasn't breathing at all? You have to breathe to talk, right? Like you can't make sound without air passing over your vocal cords. I'm pretty sure I could do that. <laughs> is that how you recognize a vampire is they just like don't stop talking? Uh, there's a couple things that give it away. I want to say his haughtiness. <laughs> his jet black mm. hair that's been slicked back. Yeah, the fact that he's wearing black cloak. But also crimson silk. The fact that he's the kind of person you see after you get surrounded by fog and red eyes accost you in the night. Oh, dude, you guys, he has a name badge. Next paragraph, he's wearing a name badge that says, hello, I'm a vampire. <laughs> oh, easy, easy get. He bares his teeth in what he may believe is a welcoming smile. The pointiness of his canine teeth, though, shoots a shudder down your spine. Hmm. He can only be a vampire. Ah, oh, fuck, this guy has so much pressure. Everybody loves a goofy vampire, is all I'm saying. Goofy vampire. God! <laughs> Mark, uh, Chris, do your worst vampire impression. <clears throat> uh, I'm, I'm Count von Strad von Zervich. Yeah, uh, check this one out. I'm Count Strad von <laughs> Zarovich. Welcome to Castle Ravenloft, your new home. Okay, but that, that voice rules, and now you've, you've just... No, we, we've, given, we've given Mark... Uh, Opposites, right? We've pol- polars. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm getting the underscored sort of like uh, coked out Jeff Goldblum and <laughs> Nandor from the television program. Thus, we've defined the full spectrum of voices. That's it. I mean, it's one or the other, really. Marks will lie upon that continuum. I'm Count Strahd von Zarevich. Goddamn, no. Okay, okay. You don't like that one, Chris? <laughs> it's gentle. He says with the accent of an ancient aristocrat. Uh huh. Welcome to Castle Ravenloft. 
your new home. Yeah, he owns a large uh, head of cattle in Texas, and he's uh, investing in oil. You steady your voice before you reply. I don't mean to seem uh, ungrateful, you inform him, but this isn't my home. (laughs) Really? Oh, oh, fuck. Well, sorry. I really thought I took you back to your house. I could have sworn that this was your house. Now looking around it, I realize it's mine. I feel so silly. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is so weird. Do you want to live here? Is that cool? Are we in love? We did the whole my place or yours thing, and you said mine, and now, now I feel like an asshole. Yeah. My bad. The Count smiles again. You'll come to love Castle Ravenloft once you've been fully recruited. So according to uh, NCAA rules, we can't pay you to be a vampire recruit, but we can make life very comfortable for you as a vampire recruit while you're here at Transylvania University. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Taking all your classes in the Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Yeah, now, and, you obviously know. you're going to be redshirted for the first couple of years, which, to be clear, is we make you wear a shirt dipped in blood. Uh-huh. Uh, Do you want a PlayStation for when you're not training? Take a PlayStation. You stand up to defy the wicked creature. Uh, I've no interest in joining your court, nor in spending another moment here. Strad chuckles. The time has a way of changing minds, and <laughs> I have as much time as I like. He takes a long draft of his iced tea. <laughs> it's just starting to grow on me. It's it's like a sort of sleepy uh, Nicolas Cage's character from Face Off. It, it's uh, it's very his character is very much a count, but of a small town where the only industry is farming, and he <laughs> owns the farm. Do vampire cloaks come in seersucker? <laughs> well, that's his dress. His dress cloak does for sure. Mm-hmm. His uh, his Sunday cloak does. It just gets so hot. Now I'm just a simple country vampire, but <laughs> <laughs> but I believe that there's no rule saying a dog can't play football. <laughs> he gives you a shallow bow, Bo. What do you think, Chris? Bow for sure. Okay. Yeah. He gives you a okay. shallow bow and makes for the door. While you may be my guest here, I ask you to confine yourself to this room and the lounge next to it. My time on this world may be unlimited, but my patience with those who disrespect my hospitality is not. Ugh, I hate this guy. I want to fight this guy. I don't know. That's not going to end well. I know that's like not the right answer. We're coming up on that, though. As the vampire lord strides out the door, you contemplate your options. Perhaps it would be better to confront him now. But he exudes so much power and sex appeal. You worry that not even Tear could protect you. No, as, not even Tear. His dad was rich. He got his way in high school. Every problem he has, he buys off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, He's I been in 17 drunk driving accidents. Yeah, 17. They just, they just keep disappearing. Hey, look at how much good he does for the community, they say. Let's fucking kick this guy's ass. Hell yeah. Okay, so the other options are climb out the window or escape through the door. So we're just attacking him? Uh, that's are my we? vote. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. As Strahd strolls away from you, you leap for the door, creaking close behind him, and jam your foot in it. He spins around and blinks at you, confused for a moment at what you're trying to do. Good. Are you trying to stub your own toe, or... You've succeeded. <laughs> oh, you're holding the door open for me. That's so generous. Did, you wanted to go to the adjoining room now, I see. You grab the holy symbol from around your neck, shove open the door, and thrust the symbol into his face. Back, you foul beast! You shouted him. The holy power of tear compels you! <laughs> he cocks a pointed ear toward you, as if he couldn't possibly have heard you right. You suppress a gasp of surprise at how little Strahd seems to care about your demands. 
You pray with all your might that Tyr will lend you what strength you need to defeat the vampire, but you're still not casting a spell, I guess. Yeah, or attacking him. You're waving a uh, symbol at him. I think there's just like a fundamental disconnect with what Matt Forbeck thinks that a cleric is and what I think that a cleric is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My, my understanding of a cleric is it's a wizard, but also you could raise people from the dead. Uh, and, Matt and, Max, and, and Matt Forbeck thinks that, that it's just Max von Sydow from The Exorcist. Right. Also, when we did Escape the Underdark, I feel like we were the fighter and we did zero fighting whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Really, the only one that we really played to our strengths was the thief one. Where we did a lot of fighting. Well, yeah, but also we stole stuff. Well, mostly we just lied to people. That's also thief stuff, though. Oh, is that? Okay. Worshipping your god has gotten you this far in life. <laughs> Famous last words. After all, and you put your trust in your unshakable faith that he won't ignore you now. Get back, you undead monster. You're an atrocity. Your very existence is an offense to the living. You say, I guess, just trying to provoke him into murdering you? Yeah, like, swing on him, bud. Give him the stick. Just keep rolling those diplomacy checks and they're not coming out good. (laughs) (laughs) Strahd gives you a weary and disappointed shrug. Then he punches you in the chest. Classic. See, that should have been our move. We should have been doing the chest punching. Mm-hmm. You fly backward as if you'd been kicked by an angry horse with a 60-foot nose. Yeah. The impact <laughs> sends you reeling into one of the posts on the bed behind you, and it snaps in half. Now it's a three-and-a-half poster. Great job. You're getting charged for this. But now you have a thing you can stab him with. Pick up that thing and stab him. Ooh. I don't know about you guys, but if I've been slammed through a bedpost, <laughs> my stabbing abilities are, uh, I would say... Much compromised. This is some kind of a person with some kind of skill in the D&D world. Mm -hmm. They just choose not to employ those particular skills and do other things. Yeah, none of them. None of them. Mm -hmm. His skill was having faith in Tyr. I think in a a life or death situation where the only way I could save my own life was to jam a bedpost through someone's ribcage sternum into their heart, I think I would die. I don't... That can't be doable, right? Maybe if you get a running start... You know, and they're like kind of soft. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think those are good odds for you. I would, I would try to find a situation where like you, you're just in daylight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just make it be daytime. What is Tyr the God of? Is he the God of sunshine? Does he do sun? Is nope. he the God of hide and seek? Cause that could be handy, you know, for like 12 <laughs> yeah. hours. Yeah. While you're tangled up in these sheets and he can't find you. <laughs> the unbelievable. He, he was right here. I swear to God, you guys. I guess I guess I punched him into being a bed. So <laughs> problem solved. No, I mean it's there's six of us. We all we all none of us can find him either. This is wild. It's not that big of a sheet. I got I I'm kind of a wizard myself, I suppose. <laughs> He's become a bed. Well, this is precisely the sort of thing I was hoping to avoid, he says, and he clucks his tongue at the broken <laughs> bed. <post>. <laughs> He turns into a macaw. <laughs> Little known vampire ability. Yeah, I'm doing all kinds of spells. Do you know how hard it is to find a good joiner in Barovia? No, I don't even. Is that where we are? Because you never even told me that. So a joiner is a, is a guy who glues bedposts back together or? Mm-hmm. Specifically that. He makes and also repairs. Yeah, I'm not surprised it's hard to find one. The demand can't be that high, yeah. right? And you keep drinking all of the blood out of them, which can't help. <laughs> no, you feel like you don't want to pay, so you drink all their blood. Or like they do a subpar job, so you drink all their blood. Mm-hmm. Or you didn't even realize they were a joiner and you drank all their blood. Then you look up and you see you're standing in front of a joiner's shop sign and you feel like a real doof. <laughs> don't be an idiot. 
he says with a vicious snarl. If such trinkets bothered me, don't you think I would have had it removed while you slept? Uh, by implication, all the clothes you were wearing when you came must have bothered him. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you were wearing nothing but wool, and it's very itchy. Strahd grabs you by the throat and lifts you to your feet. His fangs are longer now than before. Sharp, wet, and ready. Gross. Very gross. The smell makes you ready for adventure, though, so that's good. He, yeah. he brings your face to his mouth and just rubs his wet teeth along you. <laughs> like, the, the blunt side, though. He's just he's yeah. wiping his teeth off on your face. Mm-hmm. Wiping his teeth off. Teeth off with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, <laughs> where two criminals have to swap dentistry. I want to take his teeth <laughs> off. <laughs> you, you want his teeth off? I teeth. want his teeth off. Off. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you've, if you've mm-hmm. seen the film, but my favorite story about John Woo's face-off is uh, where they let Nicolas Cage improvise a scene where he says, I want his face off. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Sort of with like a career-defining hand gesture also. It's an amazing hand gesture. He's just He does like a quick like whoop of a face yeah. being pulled off. Like imagine you were wearing a hot, hot washcloth mm-hmm. on your face. Mm-hmm. And then you pulled it off in one go, like sort of very fancy-like. And the other actor, like, uh, I, I think probably wasn't even acting very much. He just kind of like has this <laughs> bemused, like, you want his face off look. Uh, and then Maybe, maybe even, maybe even uh, making fun of uh, Mr. Cage and his ridiculous caricature. I would say that, yeah, I mean, if, if uh, you know, 40 people were doing their jobs and uh, mm-hmm. we were all mm-hmm. like, Filming for 14 hours in a day. And on film. Was like, on film. Yeah. Somebody was like, okay, now, uh, you know, use your best acting skills to make up some dialogue here. And they were like, I want the movie title. <laughs> I'd be like, you, you what? Oh, no, Chris, you didn't know. Uh, so they didn't, they didn't have a, uh, the working title for the film up to that point was Once Upon a Time in a Face Surgeon's Office. <laughs> so really, John, uh, uh, Nicolas Cage might have saved the whole, the whole film franchise. Freaky Face Friday was what they were going with. <laughs> I want his con air. Air. <laughs> I don't, what is that? How can I? I want his national treasure. <laughs> I want his next? Is that it? Is that one? Yeah, that's one, right? I want his next. I want his wicker, man. That's a really nice rocking chair. I want his color out of space. Hey, that one looks cool. I want his drive. Angry. Angry. <laughs> How can we piss that drive off? I, w- I, want his, I want his raising Arizona. <laughs> this joke requires like no actual brain power. You just keep no. saying Nicolas Cage movies and it's yeah, kind just, of maybe, funny. Maybe you've kinda? seen him on the TV guide. Maybe you've seen him at the video store. Uh-huh. You, you, you think it's got Nick Cage. No one's going to contradict you. We don't really know. I'm trying to his... think of one that's like more than two words long just because that'll sound like stupid and funny and maybe like put a button on the joke, but I can't even I think mean, of it. There's some that are less than two words long. I don't think Nicolas Cage is, has, has he ever been in a movie that has a title with more than two words? Oh, I've got it. I've got it. I want his ghost. Writer spirit of vengeance. There it is. Oh man. There he was in the sequel. Like he, like that was a real property. <laughs> I'll be the next Captain America. No, it won't. Nick fucking <laughs> quit. Quit it. You're 60. You can't be a, ugh, gross. All right. So sharp, wet and ready. That's the, that's where we're at. Yeah. Mm. I could kill you right now, he says. You try to pry his fingers away from your neck, but they hold you as fast as an iron collar. 
You don't doubt that he's right, that he could murder you in an instant. How do you know what an iron collar feels like, you horny little bastard? <laughs> this is why we're a cleric. It's because we, we have a lot of impure thoughts, and really, we just we can't yeah. be tempted. We were flagellating wildly before the Church of Tyr even found us. Now, which, which meaning of flagellation is that? Or you just wailing on yourself. Okay. What other meaning is there? I feel like, uh... Where you swim around with a tail? Yeah. Like a flagella? Like just like wacky, wobbly, flailing tube manning? I pe- yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like I've heard self-flagellation as like a euphemism's not quite the right word for masturbation. Well, yeah, yeah, they call it beating your meat, but you don't beat anything, right? It's all Wait, violence. you guys don't beat anything? Uh, Mark, listen, you want to sit down for this. Um... The damage you've done to your penis is irrevocable, <laughs> and we're, if you don't go to the hospital right now, you might as well just say sayonara to that guy. Remember when we joked about how we didn't want a podcast, or we talked uncomfortably about fucking? <laughs> I was just about to say, I was just about to say, like, I think, I think we could definitely make fun of fuck books. I think we'd be very funny. <laughs> Listen, we gotta find a quality fuck book, alright? I don't want to jump into something half-assed, but uh, if there is a book about somebody with half an ass... <laughs> Jeez. That would be interesting. And then they're searching the whole, their whole life for somebody with the other who's missing like the other half of their ass. We can do that uh, that classic internet famous book, uh, Pounded in the Ass by the Book, Pounded in Your Ass by Your Own Ass. Yeah, that's a joke book though, right? Like that guy is a sort of like known joke smith. <sighs> I'm, I'm unclear what the status of that is. I think it's a book. It's a, it's a real book in the sense that like you can read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is Spinal Tap a real band, you know? Well, like kind of. They made a bunch of songs together, so I guess... Yeah, it's Ernest. It's Ernest parody. I don't think Ernest was parody. I think that was just like comedy movies. <laughs> you don't think Ernest is a parody of like Indiana Jones? Maybe some of them were. Uh, Ernest Scared Stupid is a parody of basically the book we're reading. Yeah. And now we brought it back around to the subject material. I want his Ernest scared <laughs> straight. <laughs> Remember when Nicolas Cage was Ernest? Yeah. God, I'd watch that movie in a second. That sounds like a deep fake that we need right now. Yeah, Jim Varney, mm-hmm. or 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 Jim Varney in adaptation, or Jim Varney in Face Off, right? Yeah, I, I honestly, either way, I'd watch. Right? What if what if we deep faked Face Off and both of them were just John Travolta from Face Off? What if both of them were Jim Varney from Ernest? <laughs> what if everyone in the film was Jim Varney from Ernest? He's he's such a stunning character actor. Oh I we were, would we were so we were so close to the vampire book again, and then we <laughs> lost it. <laughs> we lost it. <laughs> Your legs lacking all strength, you collapse to the carpet beneath you. As you gasp for breath, you see a set of booted feet walk into the room and halt. The vampire lord steps aside to reveal a pale-skinned soldier who stares at you with wide, hungry eyes. I no longer have any use for you, Strahd says as you push yourself to your feet. But the same isn't true for my friend here. Since you have proven yourself to be the worst sort of guest... I'll leave you to his tender mercies. Jesus. Uh, God, what? What? What is being implied Don't, here? Uh, oh. Let's just read and find uh, out. Yeah. Hungry, look, I, I am hoping for a literal meaning. With that, the vampire lord dissolves into a cloud of mist that disappears beneath the door the soldier closed behind himself. That's such a cool spell. Alone with the soldier, you look into his eyes as he bears his savage fangs, and you realize that you've already made your final mistake. The end, as predicted. So, okay, so he eats us. All right, good, good, good. Okay, well. Or he rubs his teeth against us. 
Until we just die of embarrassment. For all yeah. eternity. Listen, nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? We've learned a lot about our character. He is ineffective uh, on the offense, um, eminently cowardly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, not, not, a, not a real good match for a vampire lord. So uh, Forbeck wants to take us in another direction. I'm going to be honest. I, anytime we read one of these books, I assume that our character is god dog shit awful at fighting. Mm-hmm. We're doing the level zero funnel and we don't know it. Yeah. See, I don't know what that means, but... Sounds bad. So climb out the window or escape through the door. The door that Strahd just left? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, no, you're supposed to stay. And he pushes you back into the room. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, nice try. Nice try. You really thought that would work. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a wild guess out there and think that if we climb out the window, we will plummet to our death. Let's try it. Okay, page six. As soon as Strahd leaves the room, you turn toward the window, open it, and stick your head out into the chilly air. It's a long drop down to the courtyard below, which is barely visible through the silvery, night-shrouded mist. And it smells like meat. You say meat or weed? Meat. Okay. Chilly air, blah. Why does it smell like meat? Oh, chilly air. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like the air, chilly the air, air. generated by chilly. Nice. <laughs> mm that chilly air smells amazing, mm. darling. Is it, is it turkey chilly air? Because beef chilly air gives me gas. I'm going to say, I'm going to start saying uh, chilly air instead of fart. Like, I made some chili air. <laughs> hey, oh, welcome home. Glad, glad we could share this moment together. I made some chili air. Yeah. You're going to want to sit over there. Darling, so sorry. I've closed all of the windows and filled the room with chili air. Oh, don't roll down the car window. It's raining outside. Wow, the air in this elevator is awfully chilly, Charles. <laughs> you swing yourself over the window's ledge and work your way down towards some nearby climbing vines that offer you a better purchase on the tower's mist-slicked sides. Mist-slicked. I don't think I've ever seen those words together. Mm-hmm. It's a really horny way to describe a wall there, <laughs> Forbeck. <laughs> Super is. Forbeck wants to fuck every aspect of the night, I think. It's when you and your partner are going to have a real special evening, so you, mm-hmm. you get like two whole bottles of Arbor Mist. Uh-huh. And you you both get all mist slicked up and then, you know. Yeah. Mist slicked is where you're drunk on like a bottle and a half of Arbor Mist. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> listeners, thank you for tuning in to the backdoor pilot for uh, Booze Your Adventure Nights, where we just read <laughs> fuck books. Also, backdoor pilot is the name of the first book that we read. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You fucking a private jet. It's backdoor pilot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what? It's so good. There's like a landing strip joke. Yeah. All of them. That's the, that is how these books are designed, I hope, is around puns. <sighs> All right. Four pages in, baby. Four pages. After taking a moment to steal yourself, which is what happens when guys get mist slicked, mm-hmm. you lower yourself into the courtyard that surrounds the castle as quickly as you can manage. Unless you get mist drenched and then nothing's getting stealed. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the old Arbor Mist Dick. <laughs> mist Dick? Yeah, Mist Dick. That's my least favorite X Man. <laughs> <laughs> Still better than Dazzler. <laughs> Still better than what? Dazzler. Uh, she does pyrotechnics. Her, her is that not is Jubilee? No. Dazzler is a pre-Jubilee. Somebody made Dazzler and then was like, oh, Dazzler is so bad. She can be improved by being Jubilee. Hmm. Uh, Blair and I were watching that uh, 90s X-Men. Uh, we're never finishing this book. Yes. We've talked about how this is the second greatest theme song behind Swat Cats. No, we've talked about how it's the greatest song. You can get the fuck out of here. 
Yeah, agreed. Uh, we've watched ten episodes. Haven't skipped the intro once. It's the songs. Yeah, you can't you just can't. as good every time. Sometimes it feels like you're just lurching between, like from intro to intro, and in between it, morph dies. But <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that first episode where it's like, oh man, morph. I'm a cool guy, and I'm here for a long time. And Blair yeah. and I were just like, I've never heard of morph the X Men. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> I think he comes back in the comics. Uh, well, so Mr. Sinister brings it back in the TV show. Oh. Yeah, and, and Wolverine's like, wait a minute, this isn't right, he doesn't smell right, there's something wrong about him, he's not my friend Morph, my, Morph is dead. Uh, we've also taken it just saying, Morph, at each other, <laughs> because uh, they really didn't do a good job of selling that Morph is uh, important and it's sad that he died. Yeah. Tell Cyclops, I made him a convertible. Yeah, yes! I can quote like a lot of those first two episodes because I had them on VHS. Yeah. Here's this, this this happens a lot. Gene, uh, that happens a lot. Um, morph. Those are also that also happens a lot. Uh, and then there's Gambit's delicious accent. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so it's like it's it's like someone directed him. Like, hey, you're Cajun. Uh, also, I'm gonna step out for a smoke, but you can just read these lines, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, How, hey, is it cool if I call everybody Mon Petit? Because, like, <laughs> guess what? Everybody's being called Mon Petit now. Mom, 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 mom. I know, I know it's my first, like, voice acting job. Uh, I, I swear to God, they're going to pay me. I just need to make it through the day. What is a Cajun? Just tell me really quick. He stepped out for a smoke. Okay, bye. bye. I got to go. I got to go. Bye. We got to get through this book. Yeah, let's get through this book. X-Men chat is wonderful, but I, I, don't, I don't know how we're going to edit it in. Mark, read us this book, Mon, Mon Petit. After taking a moment to steal yourself, you lower yourself into the courtyard that surrounds the castle as quickly as you can manage, Mon Petit. There's a terrifying moment when your hand slips and you nearly plunge to your death, Mon Petit, but soon enough, you're on the cobblestone paved ground. You survey the area and see that, while you may have escaped the tower in which you were trapped, you're still a long way from free, Mon Petit. Yeah, rhymes! A wall of- but now we have to keep the X-Men stuff in. Yeah, we, maybe. We've had harder jumps. We've definitely had moments where just like an inexplicable thing happens in the episode and you have to listen to the after credit stinger <laughs> to understand why it happened. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> why is he doing Slippy's voice? <laughs> uh, I feel like I missed 20 minutes of them getting into <laughs> Slippy's voice. You, We're always on the knife's edge of slipping into <laughs> Slippy voice reference, right? <laughs> How's the landmaster, Fox? <laughs> A wall of cut stone rings the courtyard. In which you stand. The howl of a wolf echoes through the night. Another responds to it, and then another. Mopity. Through the mist, you see two pairs of eyes, hungry eyes, staring at you. Like the wolf, if you will. Eyes of an angel bird! You glance back toward the arch you just came through, and you see another three pairs of eyes following you. Huh. Run, page 12. Fight, page 14. Quick, wolf count. Is it five? That's too many. Honestly, I would say more than one is probably too many for us, right? Yeah. Too many to run from or too many to fight because... Yeah, wolves are fast, right? Wolves are pretty yeah. pretty fast, especially in packs. Well, so they're uh, not as fast as horses. Well, they're faster than our horse, which is dragging an extra 60 feet of nose around everywhere it goes. That's true. They just sort of chomp on the nose. Yeah, it's basically a leash. I wish that like the first paragraph would involve, like, you're a cleric of tear. You're level one. And you, and you don't have a horse. Mm-hmm. Your movement speed is 30 feet and the wolf's is 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I need some details here. Like, if I knew that 
throwing fireballs from my hands like it's not a big deal was a thing I could do, I'd probably roast five wolves. That seems like a a, a no-brainer, right? Mm-hmm. But if, like, I'm struggling to, like, tickle someone's asshole from across the room, <laughs> press the digitation, maybe don't fight the wo- wolves, right? Yeah, I say we fight the wolves. I feel like that's going to be more entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck, let's fight wolves. these wolves. Yeah, gotta fight the wolves. Mopetit. Wolverine. Oh, hey. there you go. You're not about to go down without a fight. You spit out a quick, desperate prayer and hold out your hands before you in fists. You break a whole lot of those little airplane bottles and duct tape them between your knuckles like Liam Neeson. <laughs> oh, my God. What a... The, the way they sold America on that movie... Yes! Is a, ...is a shame. You thought it was going to be basically like John Wick, where it's just like, Liam Neeson fights wolves for two hours, and no. Yeah. It's a... But it's actually like, it's actually like Stephen Crane's The Open Boat, where you just wait for people to die. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. I'm so glad I saw it, but I wish that also I, there was another movie out there that was just Taken. Yes, exactly. I want yeah. both of these movies. I want Taken yeah. with Wolves, and I want, you know, the movie that I got, which was actually pretty compelling. Mon petit. Oh, my God. Guys, we're, got, we're about to cast a spell. Huh. Fuck out of here. Woo. You spit out a quick, desperate prayer and hold out your hands before you in fists. A glowing hammer made of transparent mystical energies appears before you floating in midair. Why didn't we did why that? Didn't we attack. We should have attacked the vampire lord with that. No, we were gonna wave trinkets at his face. That was the obvious winning strategy. Let's fight these fucking wolves. I feel way better about fighting them. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah, yeah. Put a fucking warhammer in my hands. I'll go have some wolves. Let's do Woo! it. One of the wolves leaps at you. It's slavering, slavering. What's that word, Ian? I don't know. Slavering. I think slavering jaws wide. With a gesture, you bring the glowing hammer around and smack the wolf across the side of its head. It scrambles backward, whimpering in pain. Oh, what's up? What up now, motherfuckers? So we cast spiritual weapon for what it's worth. We're not even holding this hammer. It's just kind of doing our bidding. Hell yeah. You allow yourself a smile as the rest of the wolves back up, cautious now at this display of your power. But one of the wolves, probably an alpha, refuses to retreat. You're very good at killing dogs. <laughs> it's Hooray! what they trained you for in cleric school. Yeah. <laughs> dogs don't have souls, so this is fine as practice. Just go down to the kennel and hammer some dogs. You can't convert them. Might as well kill them. Archmaster, must I kill these puppies? Yes, puppies have no sense of justice. <laughs> puppy justice. Puppy justice. Airbud Seven. Puppy justice. <laughs> <laughs> There's. Uh, listen, guys, I checked the rule book. There's no rule that says a golden retriever can't be a cleric. Listen, guys, I checked the rule book. There's no rule that says a golden retriever can't be a sheriff. There's no rule that says a golden retriever can't enact the death penalty. <laughs> I. Oh my God! It's walking tall, but with a golden retriever. As the sheriff of that town, who hits people with, with, with a stick, I think? I don't remember. To chase a mockingbird. All right. Instead, as you watch, it hoists itself up and balances on its hind legs, exposing its uh, vulnerable underbelly. Yeah, real soft bits. Hit that with your magic sword. Then it lets out an ear-splitting howl as it begins to grow thicker and stronger. Horny. Right. Horny as hell, Matt Forbeck. Mist slicked, wolf. Mist slicked. <laughs> <laughs> he chugs a bottle of armor mist that just appears in his paw. He is super hard. BYOA brought to you by Arbor Mist. That'd be a weird sponsor. They don't pay us in cash. They pay us in Arbor Mist. <laughs> they promise to bail us out. Like that's their like, that's their <laughs> contract is like, listen, we'll post bail for whatever. Just <laughs> Then it lets out an ear splitting howl as it begins to grow thicker and stronger, forming the shape of a furry man with savage claws and a massive wolf's head. Huh. You see the creature now for what it is, a snarling, 
Savage Werewolf. Uh, continue to fight, page four, or blind it with a light spell to the face, turn to 13. Look at us putting magic to use. Yeah, that doesn't sound useful, though. That's definitely not a valid use of the light spell, but... No, let's hit him with our fucking hammer that we have. Yeah, is he suddenly not made of meat? Fuck off. Yeah. G- come eat this hammer. Guys, yeah. guys, did you fail your lore check? This is not a silver hammer. Unless we're Maxwell the cleric, but I don't think we are. Oh, no, you guys... Both of these are lose conditions. Well, let's read the one where we fight. Okay. You swing at the werewolf with your hammer, but it ducks and tears into you with its vicious claws. Oh, we got tricked. We're still dog shit at fighting. Yeah, in two books where we've been clerics, our god has done nothing to help us. Some unknown time later, you wake to find yourself lying by the fire at the edge of a wolf's den. A rough and tumble man with bushy black beard grunts at you as you rise. I like to imagine that we're lying down on a human skin rug. Yeah, it makes sense. Everything's sort of flipped, mm-hmm. fun reverse world. How long was I out? You ask. Almost a month, the man says in a gruff voice. It's easier that way. He shifts the human pelt he has uh, clasped around his neck like a, like a stole. You know how like the, the mink will be biting its own tail, but this is like a person mm-hmm. <laughs> like biting their own feet? <laughs> to be honest, we all thought your voice would get cooler, but uh, yeah. <laughs> bummer. The man points toward a distant line of mountains in the east, and you see a brand new full moon rising there. Would you rather spend a month wondering what's going to happen to you? The man asks. Or would you rather just get down to it? Uh, The second one, I guess. Yeah, this scene is uncomfortable. He's holding a bottle of Arbor Mist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mist slicked moon. You open your mouth to ask him what he means and why he seems to be growing hairier by the second, but you are distracted when your face starts stretching out into a fang-filled snout and your hands turn to claw-tipped paws. You try to shout and protest, but the only thing that comes out is a mournful howl. The end. Well, I don't want to sound disappointed because the story started going with going nowhere, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. There was no option for, like, talk to the Dracula some more about what he's up to. Mm-hmm. Um, Offer to become we- his Rimfield. Yeah, bugs aren't bad. Like you, you could live on bugs. Mm-hmm. Tyr lived on bugs. It's good enough for Tyr. I'm beginning to think Tyr is a, a a sales pitch and not a real character. So all we can do now is escape through the door, right? Like we've exhausted all of our options except for stay at the castle. Yeah, I feel like this is a spooky castle, right? It's a it's a vampire thing. We gotta we gotta explore the spooky castle, right? It's Castlevania. Yeah, it is. As the Count leaves the room, you let the door close behind him. You return to the bed and sit on the edge of it for a moment as you contemplate the choices you've made in your life that somehow led you to this moment. Did you offend Tear in some way? You guys know those people who every time anything happens, they ask what God's plan is? Mm-hmm. You know how that's really exhausting and pointless? <laughs> They're the same people who also claim that God's plan is inscrutable when you ask them about things like uh, the Rwandan genocide. <laughs> so I have no use for those mm-hmm, answers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like when their kid wins a spelling bee, that was God's will. That was God's will. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or is this perhaps a test of your faith, of your steadfastness, of your ability to help yourself? Or did it look like you had a fuck ton of blood you weren't using <laughs> and, uh, and you fell asleep at a, at a bar and this vampire is like, oh, cool, free lunch, I'm going to take him home and drink all his blood later. You are Bill the Cleric. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the vampire just saw you and picked you out at random, an unfortunate victim on whom to visit his horrible plans, whatever they might be. 
Thanks, Forbeck. I appreciate it. I think it's really weird, the idea of, like, that you would entertain the notion of divine predestination in a universe that has, like, a multitude of gods, right? Mm-hmm. Like, at best, this was the compromise reached by all the gods who were, <laughs> with their jostling interests. Uh, Tyr was like, hey, does anybody else have any uh, plans for this jagweed? Because uh, I was thinking about getting kidnapped by a vampire. Is that cool? Does that work for you, vampire god? Is that, like, uh, is that cool? I'll trade you uh, this guy, tons of blood, uh, but I want your pog slammer. <laughs> Find also the fealty of your firstborn. Seeing no other escape, you sidle up to the door and listen at it, wondering if Strahd is on the opposite side, waiting for you to emerge. You put your hand up against it, and the camera cuts to like a, a cross shot where you see mm-hmm. hand, Strahd's hand on the other side, and you kind of move them together. He's, he's mouthing the words to Aerosmith's... Uh, don't want to miss a thing? Don't want to miss a thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After a long moment, you decide to chance it and crack open the door. It creaks on its ancient hinges with a noise so loud you wonder if it could alert the entire castle. Uh, we know about ancient hinges, right, guys? Famously missing heelstone. <laughs> <laughs> the hinge! The hinge! I said hinge. That was weird. Hey, Did Will Smith do uh, a rap for hinge? You're a mean one, (laughs) Mr. Hinch. Anyways, shoving the door entirely open, you wait in the doorway, breathless, looking for any side of Strahd or his underlings, because you don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss a thing, even when I dream of you. You you haunt my dreams with a magic vision. (laughs) You possess my brain. Three ornate lanterns hang from the ceiling in this room, and by their dim glow, you can see a pair of overstuffed couches and a bulging bookshelf. Now yeah. we're getting into puzzle realm. Mist slicked bulging bookshelf. <laughs> Horny four back. Yeah. They're all fuck books. Hey, is that a uh, is that a signed copy of uh, Tale of Two Cities in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? Is that a, is that a first edition Escape the Underdark? What the fuck kind of meta universe are we in? Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Matt Forbeck, gone too deep. What the fuck is this book? It's called Escape from Castle Ravenloft. You open it up and it's just blank, but it starts writing itself. Is this the plot to the Page Master? Uh, parts of it, but also Stranger Than Stranger Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction, yeah. Yeah, essentially the same film. You, ex- <laughs> you examine the books, hoping they might provide some clue for escaping your predicament, Castle Ravenloft. <laughs> right. But the titles prove useless in that regard. Uh, they include Embalming, The Lost Art, Life Among the Undead, Learning to Cope, Castle Building 101. Uh, maybe try that one, my dude. What kind of a fucking sad sack vampire crapped out Life Among the Undead learning to cope? It was probably given to him as a gift by his mom. Yeah. I just know you're going to be so lonely in that castle. I thought this might yeah. help. I was thinking of you. <laughs> Goats of the Balanok Mountains does sound like good reading, though. Several of them seem to have been written by Strahd himself. The, the answer to your question of which vampire ri- writes these books, it is Strahd, mm-hmm. and he's a sympathetic vampire. He didn't kill us. Yet? He le- no, he let that soldier kill us, is what I'm saying, like that one time that we uh, died. that's true. He didn't do the killing. Yeah, like maybe he walks back in the room five minutes later, and he's like, I was just getting cookies, dude, what the fuck? You're supposed to treat him to tender mercies. Chicken tender mercies, it's my favorite <laughs> dish. Chicken tender mercies is a good name for a restaurant. Chicken tender mercies. <laughs> Looking around, you spy another door on the far end of the bookshelf and pad over to it as silently as you can manage. It it creaks when you open it. We move in the weirdest fucking ways. Yeah. Foot padding. Skulk. Pad. It creaks when you open it, but not nearly as loudly as the door to the bedchamber did. 
Beyond, you find a smaller room shrouded in darkness. <laughs> there are no loose lanterns around, only ones attached to bolts or chains. So you go back to the bedroom in which you woke and break one of the posts from the bed. Remember, this is the universe where we haven't already broken a post. Yeah, that post was destined to be broken. Yeah, it was a prop post. You wind strips of the bedsheets around the end of it, and then you light your makeshift torch using the flames from one of the lanterns bolted to the wall near the bookshelf. Now you're ready to deal with whatever the darkness holds for you, or so you hope. For a second, until all your shit burns up. Like, that's not how torches work. You gotta still have oils or whatever on them. Mm -hmm. You return to the darkened room and discover that a portrait of Strahd hangs on the wall to your left. <laughs> wall to the right. <laughs> Two hops this time. A spiral stairway just beyond the portrait leads upward, and another spiral stairway next to it leads downward. They don't just use the same shaft. They, they, Strat had them, like, carve two different... Spiral stairs Spiral staircase. Each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, could, we could just make a landing, Mr. Strahd. No! Two different ones. The portrait disturbs you so much that you back away onto the carpet on the far side of the room. As you step upon it, the rug curls up at its, at its edges and attacks... What? Yes. It's Doctor Strange's cape. Hey! But you leap away before it gets your entire body in its grip, leaving it clinging to only your legs. Pressing your advantage, you shove the torch into it over and over until the entire thing catches fire. Oh, Jesus. So we have successfully defeated one enemy. Uh-huh, and it was a rug. It was a rug! <laughs> I'm sure it was attacking me, I wasn't just tripping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now who's the madman? Strahd's like, oh shit, you think he can just find his way back to the front door? This dude's a loose cannon. You know what? I'm just going to sort of let him wander around and see if I want to turn him into a vampire. This guy might suck, like, major ass. Just real garbage. You look at the portrait of Strahd and find it glaring at you. You're a dog shit, my man. You almost lost to a rug. I'm giving him a Count Chocula accent. I don't remember what we gave him normally. Uh, Cotton King. <laughs> It's time to move on. Descend the stairs or ascend the stairs. What a choice. Hmm. Chris, remember when we watched Doctor Strange? Yeah, well, I mean, I remember. Do you? <laughs> no, not exactly. <laughs> I was very drunk for it. Descend to the stairs leads us to the basement, basically, you know, and then maybe we like try to find his coffin or whatever. So or possibly the wine cellar and all this arbor mist. I don't know. Uh, I'm on board for that one. I think it'd be funny to keep Arbor Mist in a wine cellar. Arbor Mist, uh, Mist Slick Cellar? Yeah, let's check out that Mist, let's check out that Moist Cellar. Mmm. Moist Mist. Mist Moist. Mist Moist is the name of an ex-gnome character. <laughs> Eventually, you reach the bottom of the stairs and see that they emerge into a long hallway filled with still black water. As you move out into it, you turn to your right and see a dark figure holding a lantern high over its head. As it nears with a shuffling gait, you can make out a warped person with fur on one side of its face and scales on the other. He has a hunched back, and small tusks jut out from his lower jaw. The ears of a large cat sit atop his head, and you can hear one of his feet flapping, whatever that means, with every step <laughs> as he nears you. Huh. Put him out of his misery, please. Yeah. Mark, lore check. What the fuck is this thing? I have no fucking clue. I do not know. Why did he scalp a cat? Yeah, it's definitely a cat hat, right? I think he's like he's... an Ewok that was uh, exposed to a lot of radiation. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in the fog basement. We don't ask. He lives in the fog basement. Kill me. Kill me, please. Please just kill me. 
He says in a dismayed tone, What if the master's guests aren't you? You shouldn't be roaming about the castle like this. It's not permitted, you know. Ugh. Who are you? You ask, hoping to change the subject. His name's probably Bumpy. Why, I'm Bumpy. He wheezes with a little cough. <laughs> Bumpy Bellevue, Count Strahd's faithful servant. <laughs> Was he born that way, you wonder? Or did Strahd somehow transform him? In the end, you suppose it doesn't make much of a difference. I feel like, wow. I feel like it does. I think it makes a big yeah. difference. Who's the monster now? Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. It changes everything about how you engage with this person, right? Like, do you look upon him with pity? Should you consider mercy killing him? <laughs> you think you could take Bumpy down if you needed to, but it seems a shame to harm such a wretched creature, unless he forces your hand. Tear calls you to work toward justice, after all. Yeah. And this is justice for nature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and we really owe Tear after all of the cool solids he's pulled for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you talking about? I gave you that dope hammer, okay? Once. Uh, another time I let you have a light. Right? That was handy. I guided you to Bumpy. That was your destiny. Yeah. The two of you will make a great duo. I brought you to Ravenloft. I'm going to be honest, I was kind of asleep while you were doing stuff, and I didn't really think it through very good. But, you know, I, I did do that. Who better than my champion to vanquish the... Oh, oh, it's this one? It's this guy <laughs> I sent to Ravenloft? Oops. Uh-oh. My, we'll get him on the next one. The master's very strict about how his guests are permitted to behave, Bumpy says, squirming with agitation. Well, and worms, right? Yeah, squirming with worms. The worm squirm. He's lived in the The mist-slicked worm squirm. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's like, it's the new Monster Mash. (laughs) I was working in my lab late one night. They did the squirm. They did the mislicked worm squirm. Gosh, that's 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 a mislicked worm squirm. It's very hard to say. <laughs> it's too many <laughs> syllables. Damn, bored. We too many syllables. Hey, Count Strahd, what are you doing? Doing? Ugh, that's a specific joke. <laughs> Cyrus's face twists with dismay. He begins to slap himself on the head over and over, wincing in pain each time. The master yeah. will not be. Pleased. Give him a sock. Give him one of your socks and say it's a gift for him. And now he's a free bumpy. <laughs> There's a wide set of doors to the left and a rusty portcullis to the right. Through the bars of the portcullis, you can see stacks of wine casks. Arbor mist. <laughs> it's definitely arbor mist. Yeah, it's definitely arbor mist. No, Cyrus says, shaking his head. Don't go in there. Too dangerous. Far too dangerous. He slides toward the door through which you entered and beckons for you to follow. Come with me, he says. Did I say Cyrus? Yeah, you've been saying Cyrus, but we know it's Bumpy. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, we can start back over. You only started at the top of page 22. I'm just, I'm just going to say Bumpy a couple times. Yeah. Bumpy. 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 Buffy. <laughs> Buffy. Fumpy. Bumpy. Funky. Funky bump. Fuck bump. Fuck. Marky Marf and the Funky Bumps. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> We've lost control of this book. Blue proper porn. Bro. Come with me, he says. Follow Bumpy or ignore Bumpy? I'm... Chris, what do you think? I'm fine following him. We don't really have a goal. Nah, fuck this dude. 
Yeah. Yeah. Ignore Bumpy is to be on Team Arbor Mist. He he skinned a cat. Fuck this dude. Can we kill him? Yeah, I want to get to the Arbor Mist. So. Yeah. Also, we found the Arbor Mist. What else do we need? Yeah. Yeah. Just get, he doesn't. He clearly doesn't have a key to the Arbor Mist. They don't give him the key to the Arbor Mist. Is, is there an option where we summon our hammer and just like paste this bitch? So uh, let's follow Cyrus and then get killed. <laughs> All right. Fair. Ploopopperine. He brings you to the middle of the landing room and pulls a lever. Two porklesses slam down, trapping you there with him. The entire section of the room leaps upward, rising into the upper part of the castle at alarming speed amid the clattering of distant gears. D&D does a really good job tr- being fascinated with elevators in a <laughs> world where, like, everybody can summon magic see-through hammers. And they're like, some sort of contraption that man has created. Uh, I remember one time I was playing a D&D campaign and we were stuck in a castle uh, our wizard and our cleric just cast, like, fly on themselves. And they were like, all right, well, uh, you guys figure it out. We're going to go. <laughs> we'll catch you later. <laughs> it was just like, okay, cool. It's then that you notice the room is filling with mist. Wait, that's not Arbor Mist. It's Arbor Gas. Oh, oh no. Your gas slicked. Listen, apple is bad, but, like, apple-flavored Arbor Mist is bad, but I think gas is worse. I thought you meant apple was bad because of the whole Foxconn thing. Well, if we're going to start... If we ever do a live show, I, I think all of our <laughs> drinks should be Arbor Mist. <laughs> Fuck you for coming. Because of its low alcohol uh, percentage and the uh, and higher cheap chance cost. it will stay focused? Yeah. yeah. Surprised, you break into a choking fit, which is, you know, the best reaction to there being gas in the room. Yeah. Trying to expel the gas from your lungs. What the fuck kind of a move is that? He just described coughing because of gas. But like you're, you're, it's like you're trying to pretend like you're consciously doing it. Yeah. It's not gas. It's chilly air. <laughs> you wake sometime later, lashed to a chair. And, lashed to a chair? Does lash, Corny! Does that not just mean whipped? <laughs> All right. Uh, no, you could be like to, when you lash two sticks together or whatever, you're, you're sort of. Huh. Uh, t- I feel t- like people get good. lashed to masts pretty often. Yeah. Yeah. It's a ship term. It feels like. Mast lash. Mist slicked mast lashing. <laughs> a handsome man and three gorgeous women in old-fashioned clothing stand nearby, waiting for you to wake. Once your eyes flutter open, they bare their fangs and begin to feed. The end. And it's like tuna tartare. <laughs> it smells so good. And you can't and have any. It's a little bit of truffle oil on there, mm. and like they just eat it with such delicacy. Maybe you're lashed to the chair and they play Here Comes the Airplane with you for all eternity. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's worse ways to go. Mm -hmm. (sighs) So it seems to me that there is no actual adventure in this book. The adventure is uh, Explore Spooky Castle. How is that not an adventure? Also, we fought wolves with a magical hammer. Yeah. Before we turned into a werewolf. Well, yeah. I mean, it was an ill-fated adventure, but it was an adventure. And really, really werewolfdom is its own adventure, right? Well, and the book is called Escape from Castle Ravenloft, so... Look, I know we've all read the source books for uh, Werewolf the Changeling or whatever the fuck. Werewolf the Apocalypse. Get the fuck out of here. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Which one's the Masquerade? No, that's Vampire. That's Vampire. Okay, all right. The, or Changeling the Jizzening or Mummy the I'm Dry. <laughs> Wait, what, what was, was the Jizzening? Swamp, swamp, cha- yeah. swamp Thing. Swamp Thing the Jizzening. <laughs> 
weird. <laughs> All those classic universal monsters. Apparently in Werewolf, like you're not really even what you would think of as a werewolf. You're basically Native Americans trying yeah. to like fight climate change. Ooh. Yeah, but it was the 90s, so we were all like, oh, that's tight and cool. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest decade in some ways. Yeah, for some people. Yeah. A lot of good music came out of it. Also, Izzy, the 1996 Olympic Games mascot. Mm-hmm. Also, Face Off. Yeah, I was about film. to say that. Yeah. Oh, my God, good point. And, guys, mm-hmm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hell, yeah. Oh, man, what an interesting topic of conversation. We actually did make it through basically the whole episode without Buffy chat. So, like, our, we are- our character was so un-Buffy. That's true. Yeah. Our character was uh, the fucking nerd that gets murked in the first, like, two minutes of the uh, episode to establish the main threat. Yeah. Our character was the cold open. Watch out for vampires. Yeah. This one's different. That was a that was a thing in, like, the first episode, though, right? Is like, there was this character who they introduced as being, like, on par with- Xander and Willow, and then he dies in episode one or two. Jesse. Morph. <laughs> yeah, he's the morph. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so just like how Mr. Sinister brings Jesse back from the dead, uh, the master does bring Morph back. Close this bad boy out. We're like, we avoided Buffy chat. Let's dive into Buffy chat so that <laughs> we have 10 minutes we can't use. <laughs> <laughs> that about does it for this week on uh, Booze Your Own Adventure. We hope that you guys manage to stay uh, dry. <laughs> From the mist slicking, I, I don't know. <laughs> it sounded like it wasn't going to be horny, and then I said it, and it sounded horny, and like I'm excessively horny. Yeah, I'm super sorry. Anyways, I've been in. I'm Gambit, my petite. <laughs> uh, I'm just Mark this time. Yeah, because Chris stole your thunder. And remember, <laughs> uh, until next time, always choose Gambit. <laughs> You think Air Bud could be a marshal? I guess it depends on how he does as a sheriff. Yeah, he'd be an air marshal. Oh, yeah, air marshal. That's, that, that's got to be one, right? Oh, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. It's Air Force One. <laughs> He's the president.